Welcome back to Gray Matters, the podcast of the Seaboyd and Gray Center for the Study of the Administrative State. I'm Adam White. The Declaration of Independence refers to a decent respect to the opinions of mankind, and here at the Gray Center, we try to take a similar approach, always trying to learn from experience of other countries and other governments in their own efforts on administrative law, trying to see what they do and see how we might improve things here at home. And in the last couple of years, some of my favorite conversations along those lines have been with a friend who visited the Gray Center and George Mason University's Scalia Law School a couple of times to study administrative law for his own work and, and writing projects in Poland. His name's Szymla Ostowski. He's a professor at the Academy of Justice in Warsaw, Poland, and he's a prosecutor at the Attorney General's Office for the Republic of Poland. He specializes in comparative administrative law. He is a researcher of legal systems of German-speaking countries. And as I mentioned, from, 2020, from 2021 to 2022, he was a visiting scholar and distinguished visiting guest at George Mason's Scalia Law School, including a few weeks spent here at the Gray Center. Shems Law, it's so great to have you back. Thank you very much. It's, it's my pleasure to, to take part in the very <clears throat> conversation, uh, especially that you, Adam, is a great specialist in the constitutional law of the United States. You'll, I'm sure you will be fully understandable when it comes to the uh, comparison to the great European traditions. Sorry, background noise. Just hold on one second. Okay, there it's done. Sorry, I'm so sorry about this. Okay, I'll jump in. And Shemslaw, before we jump into your latest work, you published a book not long after your time at the Gray Center. Now, I believe at this point it's only available in Polish. But what's the what's the title of the book? What's it about? Yes, uh, it was the. Uh book entitled The Standards of Judicial Review of Administrative Actions in the United States and the European Union. I hope it, it will be available also in English, uh, I think, um, next year. What, what, what first piqued your interest about the comparisons uh, of American and European administrative law? Now, in a little bit, we'll dive more specifically into Poland, but your work at yes. first focused much more broadly on, on European governance as a whole. What piqued your interest in the, the comparisons and contrasts with America? Mm -hmm. Yes, the, the most interesting thing for me and the uh, great uh, uh, possibility, I would say, to, to start the, the research in this field uh, was, on the other hand, the... Uh, legal tradition of the United States rooted in the uh, common law English legal system from the very beginning. And on the other hand, the um, uh, European Union law and the judicial review uh, exercised by the Court of Justice of the EU, uh, what is uh, deep-rooted in the uh, French and German legal traditions. And uh, I wanted to, to see if it is true that the, both different legal traditions 
can be compared generally. And secondly, if it is possible to to state that uh, this both uh, rooted in the, as I said, in different legal traditions, legal systems are similar and quite different. Because in Europe, there's uh, lots of uh, there are lots of conversation with regard to what is the shape of the uh, European Union um, judicial review, <clears throat> and nobody can uh, compare it to that what what is happening in, in the United States. Real, real briefly, uh, I'd love to hear about some of the comparisons and contrasts. Maybe start with what you found that the U.S. and Europe uh, don't have in common. We'll go to what they have in common in a moment. But on your work, what, what are the biggest differences that you saw between American and European administrative law? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, uh, in my opinion, the biggest difference is that the uh, judicial review in the United States is carried out by the ordinary courts, uh, common courts, and um, with uh, according to the appellate model, uh, that means uh, the procedure should be, um, in my point of view, uh, carried out, exercised. Uh, uh, by the appellate court, as if it conducted the uh, judicial review, the uh, the appellate review uh, carried out, for, for example, in civil law case. And uh, on the other hand, in the, the European Union, the Court of Justice is first of all the administrative law court. That means there's uh, very rarely when uh, this court uh, exerts the control in uh, civil law cases. Um, it is also the the uh, court uh, of uh, European constitutional law, but um, as we can uh, we can state that constitutional law and administrative law, as German um, or uh, speaking, it is the administrative law. It's a specialized constitutional law. So it is the the court of public law, simply. And this is probably a good point to plug the the paper from a few years ago by a friend of the Gray Center, uh, Professor Professor Michael Greva uh, of here of Scalia Law. He wrote a Gray Center working paper titled "Why We Need Administrative Courts." It was later published in the George Mason Law Review, but he was analyzing how things are done in Europe, especially in Germany, and, and mm-hmm. calling for the, the consideration of, of the creation of, of new courts in the United States focused specifically on administrative agencies. Uh, but Shamsa, enough about the differences. What I found so fascinating about your work are, on this comparative work was what you saw in common between mm-hmm. the United yes. States and Europe on judicial review obviously we, yes. we spent we spent weeks and uh, we continue to talk about these things yes. um yes. but in uh, as we say in the u.s in a nutshell uh, uh what what do, you, what do you see in common between the u.s mm-hmm. and and europe yes our i can remember good our conversation fascinating especially from me as a uh, european lawyer <clears throat> i was very so sometimes at the same time 
fascinated and confused about the American solutions. <clears throat> but uh, what I could uh, conclude at the at the end of my research <clears throat> is that the despite this uh, big differences between the both legal tradition, uh, we can find the common common uh, uh, principles standards uh, that are enforced in both legal systems. Uh, that means the both legal system on, or uh, bound legal bound, but the the basics of both legal systems or the is the protection first of all of the individual rights, fundamental rights, and I think it is the the most important uh, issue and the most in, important feature because without the protection of the the uh, fundamental rights, we can't say that legal traditions are in fact similar. Or it, it, this is the basic. But uh, secondly, I would say <clears throat> the approach uh, by the judicial review uh, has also also uh, many uh, common factors. And uh, we can say that <clears throat> in economic economic uh, branches that are regulated by administrative law, uh, in both legal system, European and uh, the American uh, courts uh, have the uh, uh, some type of deference. So, of course. Uh, uh, the uh, Chevron deference is uh, uh, is very well known in the United States, and we can't hesitate that in in uh, regulatory <clears throat> branches it has to be um, uh, the deference to to administrative agencies' decisions. But the, <clears throat> in the European Union, we can also see that the um, strict scrutiny is uh, carried out only uh, when it comes to the fundamental rights issues. And in the economic areas uh, of law, uh, also European courts have um, some measures that could be related to the American deference. <clears throat> and I think it is the, the also the the um, uh, big discovery I could I could make uh, on the end of my research. Well, again, you you catalog this so thoroughly in your recent book, and I know it's of uh, great value to your audiences at home. And and I I do hope that uh, someday the full text is published in, in English. And and when it does, you the Gray Center will definitely uh, alert our audience. Why don't we change gears and talk about some of your more recent work? You've been involved in a fascinating project at home. It's called the Polish-Hungarian Research Problem, uh, not platform. The the that's mm -hmm. right. The Polish-Hungarian yes. Research Platform. Yes, yes. Which has been focused on studying and proposing reforms, really, really significant reforms to governance at home. Before. Maybe before we get into the specifics of it, can you just give our listeners an overview of, of what the project is focused on and, and how it came about and, and how you came to be involved in it? 
Uh, yes, of course. The the um, average uh, listener could uh, think that the Polish-Hungarian research platform was created due to the uh, common political uh, context, but it was not the the case because, um, uh, in fact, the Polish-Hungarian uh, research platform was created due to the um, common experiences, historical legal experiences, uh, because the both legal systems were um, under strong influence, first of all, of Austrian legal system in 19th century. Uh, and in 20th century, it was the both countries were under influence of the uh, former Soviet Union legal system. And uh, after the 1989, in Poland and uh, also in Hungary, there were lots of huge challenges for our legal systems because we, we introduced the uh, liberal democratic uh, challenges uh, that means the reconstructions of political and legal, uh, social, uh, economic uh, life. Uh, and um, the, one of the biggest challenge was to uh, create a um, uh, legal system that guaranteed the individual rights and the effective legal protection judicial protection of these individual rights. And uh, Poland was in the better uh, legal position because uh, early in the 80s of the 20th century was recreated, uh, refound the um, Supreme Administrative Court. And in Hungary, such a court doesn't exist. That means in Hungary, they have only the ordinary common courts that are also um, um, aiming to the protection of individual administrative uh, rights. But uh, one of the requirements uh, of the European Union legal system is to create exactly the administrative courts. And Hungary wanted to, to use our Polish uh, experience with creating the separate judicial branch, uh, because in fact in Poland it's the quite separate and independent judicial branch when it comes to the uh, administrative courts. And in Hungary it is still one judicial branch with one Supreme Court and without any uh, regional administrative courts. And the, one of the biggest uh, aim, the, the main goal of our common project was to, to help Hungarian uh, researchers to, to understand how to create the independent administrative courts. And so again, when, when did this project start, and uh, sort of where is it in its in its lifespan and its timeline? Mm -hmm. 
Yes, so it uh, has started in uh, 2021, uh, still pending, uh, uh, but each and every year uh, uh, we want to restart this project because uh, in 2021 we have finished the first part of this project with a uh, joint monograph uh, it will be published uh, in Poland. And this year we'll also uh, finish the, the next step of this project, mm -hmm. also the, the next uh, joint monograph. And hopefully we will continue the cooperation in 2023 as well. Yeah. And, and in case the listeners didn't already notice, we'll include, we're including links to some information about this project in the show notes. It, it is, uh, it's formally a, a uh, joint project of the Institute of Justice in Warsaw uh, and the, uh, and Shamsla, maybe you can fix my pronunciation on what I'm about yes. to say. The, yeah, the Ferenc, the Ferenc Model, Model Institute mm -hmm. of Comparative Law in Budapest. The Ferenc Model yes. Institute of Comparative Law in Budapest. Was I yes. close on that? Yeah. Yes. Very close. Yeah. This is our, <laughs> our, our time together has everybody has been a uh, has been a, a an experience of of Shemslaw patiently uh, yes. ignoring or forgiving my mispronunciations. <laughs> uh, okay. So in 2021, uh, there was we, there was it focused on uh, constitutional amendment the constitutional amendment process uh, in Hungary uh for for promoting the rule of law reforming the administrative judiciary and making the justice system uh effective mm -hmm. and they created the project created a series of research teams you were on one of those research teams right yes i am in the the administrative judiciary team uh it is still only one team that is still uh, exists uh it still exists in, in the uh, between 2021 and 2022, and uh, we can realize thanks uh, that fact that it is the very it is the crucial thing for Hungary to create administrative judiciary, uh, uh, especially in the hurry in the perspective of uh, European Union requirements for the rule of law. And just so our listeners have a sense, you were on, again, you were on the research team focused on reforming the administrative judiciary. How big of a team was this? And, and where do the members come from? So three members uh, are from Poland and three members from uh, Hungary. And the chief of our team is the Andreas Pati, is the uh, deputy president of the Hungarian Supreme Court. Uh, was um, uh, strongly involved in uh, preparing the proposal, a bill um, for um, on the um, uh, creating of administrative judiciary in Hungary. Yeah, can you maybe go in a little bit more detail then on on what you found, what you recommended, on how Hungary might go about creating that that administrative judiciary? Yes, first of all. Um, uh, uh, the crucial issue is uh, to create uh, the uh, administrative judiciary in two levels, that means in uh, regions and as a supreme administrative court. It is the ideal model because uh, 
there are also such legal system like, like in the Czech Republic, for example, when uh, the um, regional courts are independent and the Supreme Court is uh, common, is uh, for ordinary common judiciary and administrative law judiciary, or it, it is also a version of the administrative courts when where the regional administrative courts are independent, uh, excuse me, are common, and the supreme administrative court is independent. And the ideal situation is the, when both regional and supreme administrative courts are separate, uh, structured, uh, independent from the common judiciary, uh, so that uh, it can uh, fully uh, guarantee the uh, protection of individual rights in administrative law, and first of all, uh, not to be dependent on the decisions or the uh, restrictions, financial restriction as well, of the common judiciary. So common judiciary has... Uh, lots of problems, financial problems as well, uh, because of the huge amount of cases they are recognized, especially in civil law cases. Uh, and uh, it's ideal when also these financial issues uh, not influence the structure of administrative uh, courts. And this is the first uh, condition, the first uh, tip for for Hungarian uh, colleagues. And uh, secondly, uh, uh, we could say that uh, it is also the crucial to guarantee the effective legal protection. That means when administrative courts in exceptional situation can change, uh, amend the decision of administrative agency. Uh, what is also required by, uh, in case law of the Court of Justice of the EU. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the research teams just to be clear, as the title of the project would suggest, it was a combination of both Polish and, and Hungarian researchers. Yes. As you were studying Hungarian law and thinking about Hungarian reform, you know what did you learn from your Hungarian colleagues? Uh, you're obviously an expert in in Polish law and in European law and and now in in U.S. <laughs> law. But what did you learn from your Hungarian colleagues here? Yes, uh, this the, the uh, it's quite interesting thing that uh, preparing the uh, proposal a bill for um, administrative judicial re reform in Hungary. Um, Hungarian colleagues have proposed a solution uh, where administrative court can allowed, especially in immigration law cases amend the agency decision. And this especially, uh, uh, so we can say, summarizing that uh, with regards to what I, what I said previously, that they have uh, 
they have met the my second requirement for the effective judiciary in, in Hungary, and they uh, really uh, met at the same time the requirements uh, formulated in the case law of the uh, Court of Justice. And this is the one of the things that they are not present in Polish solutions, because uh, Polish administrative judiciary uh, doesn't provide such a possibility. That means uh, Polish administrative courts basically are allowed only to set aside illegal decision and can't, especially in the uh, at Meriti, uh, amend a, a um, administrative uh, decision. What is the uh, f- uh, disadvantage, I would generally say? Uh, because there are uh, lots of situations, especially the mentioned immigration law, that uh, uh, administrative court should act very quickly before, for example, um a immigrant uh, has to leave must leave the polish territory and can't in fact in many cases get back to the european union area and uh, because of the polish administrative courts are not allowed to do uh, such a uh, thing uh, most of cases are remanded to the administrative agency and they are proceeding again in the same case. And factual background uh, often uh, change uh, radically. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Well, of course, those themes uh, resonate here in the United States, both in terms of the increasing importance of immigration in administration and and vice versa, the importance of administrative law in in immigration, but also just this fundamental challenge of remedies, right? What's the proper power of the courts to either set aside what an agency is doing, uh, send it back to the agency Mm -hmm. for another go-round, or for the courts to simply change the agency's decision? And of course, our listeners know that in the United States, um, the courts are generally not in the business of rewriting an agency decision. Um, Mm -hmm. They can either affirm an agency or stop an agency and send the agency back to the drawing board. Uh, But there is great, you know, some would say inefficiency in constantly circling back to the agency for another do-over. I think that's for you in the U S I think it's the, it's the right way to do things at the end of the day, the courts are there to, review not to write agency decisions in the first instance but of course it does create real questions about um about what's the ultimate end of of justice in a given case if the agency uh, consistently is allowed to sort of do it over and do it over again yes i fully agree with you so we we call this effect as a i don't know if there will be uh, appropriate in english the Jojo effect. That means when, when the same case uh, get back again and again to the same uh, administrative agency and again to the administrative court, and it is the never-ending story. Yeah, and yeah, that's, 
That, that might that's be what we call it. What we'd call it here: the never-ending story. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, so so that was the first round, and and again, you were fo- you were on the team that was focused on reforming the administrative judiciary. But the other issues in that first project were the the process for constitutional amendment, the rule of law, and the effectiveness yes. of the justice system. And again, this is focused yes. on Hungary, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us a sort of just a, in a very broad terms? just the overall sense of the rest of the project in 2021 what what else did the did the project find in 2021 yes so the 2021 was uh, very characteristic of this year was the big uh, debates uh, in the european union about the rule of law uh, that means many uh, many scholars and politicians were talking constantly about the uh, guarantees of rule of law, especially in the Central Eastern Europe. And uh, the big question was, what can we do else? Uh, What can we do more uh, in terms of rule of law in our countries? Because uh, Poland, as well as the Hungary, the the both countries were strongly attacked at the same time by by many uh, European politicians. And in our opinion, uh, without reason, because uh, the rule of law in, uh, I can say as a Polish lawyer, uh, operates uh, very well, very strongly when it comes to the guarantees uh, they are they are uh, strongly secured for the individuals in Poland. And uh, courts are also operating uh, in the proper way. I am the administrative law uh, lawyer, and uh, I didn't see anything in this field what could be... um, what could be um, verified negative in operating, uh, for example, in the uh, administrative courts. There, as we mentioned uh, above, the they are separate, structured from the uh, ordinary judiciary. But the, the meritoric debate is uh, always very needed, and this is because. Uh, they are creating a was created a panel for rule of law and the also effective uh, judicial protection and so on and so forth. So uh, uh, we we are not dealing with the ordinary courts, and I think uh, it was the the lack of this uh, this project. But perhaps uh, in next episode. Of our uh, of our um, research, we can also think about the ordinary uh, courts. Well, and speaking of next episodes, let's talk a little bit about the 2022 report um, th- and that second iteration of the project. They focused on uh, artificial intelligence, uh, mediation, protection of the elderly. 
and then again, administrative justice. And as our yes. listeners might, they wouldn't be surprised to find out you yes. focused again on administrative justice. But here you were taking what you had learned from your experience working with Hungary or Hungarians yes. in the first project and thinking about reforms at home in Poland. So uh, yes. is, is that stage of the project done? And if so, what did you find? Uh, so the <clears throat> the great challenge in Poland uh, still is uh, related to the uh, special economic areas. Uh, they are regulated by administrative law in Poland, and uh, due to the similarities to the Hungarian solution in, in these fields, we decided to continue our research also in this area, what is crucial at the same time for the common European Union uh, legal and economic uh, um, area. That means the protection in the competition law, uh, the protection of uh, individuals at the same time on entrepreneurs and on the other hand of the consumers. And uh, in Poland, uh, it was created a, in the uh, area of ordinary common courts, it was created a special courts on competition and consumer protection. And it is a, on the one hand, the ordinary common court, and on the other hand, it is the court that is, that exerts the, uh, uh, review of administrative law decisions of the president of the office on consumer and competition protection and we call this procedure as a uh, as a hybrid procedure due to the the very complicated structure of this court and what this uh, it is doing when it comes to the uh, reconsideration of the competition cases. Uh, and in Hungary, we have the, they have, <laughs> it's not my, my country, but uh, due to this, uh, this project, I can say also our yeah. uh, <laughs> solutions. <laughs> They are. They have the also the the, the such a controlled judicial review uh, in the structure of common courts. Uh, they have three levels of this court, um, and uh, uh, we wanted to to see what are the differences and what are the what could we use when it comes to the Polish potential amendment in this field from Hungarian experiences. And so we should, we're running out of time. We should wind down. Where does the project stand? Will there be a third volume, a third iteration? Or are, from here, do you just go forward with your own research? I know you've, been, you've written a couple of papers recently. I'm not sure if they're available in English online, but one paper on, on administrative courts in Europe, uh, one on judicial review of administrative action in Poland. Is this will this going forward? Will you be focusing exclusively on on your own scholarship, or does the the Hungar the Polish Hungarian research platform continue its own work? So one of these papers I have sent you, Adam, is uh, 
uh, devoted to the um, uh, special um, competition and consumer protection card in in Poland, and it will be um, published soon in the uh, publishing house in Paris, uh, Concurrence. Uh, it is called under the, the edition of the uh, Interalia uh, Judge Douglas Ginsburg from, of course, from the DC. Nice. Uh, and it will be uh, the, um, the monograph, the chapter in the monograph uh, in terms of the judicial review and uh, um, antitrust competition law in variety countries. And as I said, uh, um, I hope that we can continue our re research in, uh, next year, uh, also in the uh, judicial uh, review field. But I am not sure it is the decision is pending. Uh, also, uh, when it comes to the uh, Hungarian side, they have to agree. I don't want to, to say anything now. I think in January we'll we'll know uh, the we'll have to to continue. Yeah. Well, I, whether it's in continued work of the PHRP or uh, just in your own work, I'll certainly look forward to it. You mentioned uh, Judge Ginsburg, of course, of the DC Circuit, and and also of the Scalia Law School. I know he's enjoyed his conversations with you, and 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 I have uh, as well. Uh, Shemsalat, do you have any sort of closing thoughts uh, for this conversation on your uh, your time in the United States, uh, your, your your research at Scalia Law um, on administrative and antitrust law? Um, any any other sort of closing words of wisdom? So uh, it was my great pleasure, and I hope to get back to the United States. Uh, because it is the legal system is very dynamic in states, especially uh, due to the fact that the uh, courts are making law, and it is the principle, and it is is still uh, on the one hand a challenge for me, uh, because uh, my meaning of of law is a little bit different, or I would say. Uh, very much different uh, than the uh, common law lawyers. Uh, but it is at the same time fascinating uh, research. It is a uh, fascinating country. Uh, at the same time, you have the uh, very liberal approach to the economy. And uh, when I conduct, have been conducting this research, uh, I can learn a lot from the uh, American lawyers, because uh, uh, European lawyers are more interventionist. They, we want to regulate almost everything, not only social life, but also economic life. And you, you have, uh, I think you have very healthy approach. We are not so strong uh, involved in uh, regulatory works. So this is because uh, uh, it's uh, healing things for me. 
Well, Shamsal, I'd say we, we have uh, both kinds of lawyers here in the United States. <laughs> okay. um, uh, but so but I have again, met only this this first <laughs> category yeah, yes. of lawyers. <laughs> well, we're it's, uh, we're a big country. Um, Shamsal, I've enjoyed all of our conversations, uh, as, as I you. think our listeners can probably tell. And yes. I have to say, uh, kind of much like when you learn a, a foreign language and you find yourself learning more about your your own original language. Uh, our conversations uh, s- since you first came to, to Washington, I mean, I've enjoyed, I've certainly enjoyed learning about uh, the European Union, about Poland, uh, but I've also, in, in our conversations, I think, learned more about the United States. And so I, I'd really encourage uh, folks, uh, if they can find your work, and again, we'll link to, to some of it in the show notes. Um, I hope they'll they'll read it, and and I hope they'll learn not just about Europe and Poland, but it'll also spur them to think uh, more deeply about the United States too. But but thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Right. And and thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, please don't forget to tune into the next episode of Gray Matters. This has been an episode of Gray Matters. If you enjoyed this discussion, check out all of our episodes on our website at administrativestate.gmu.edu. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at AdLawCenter.